Don't ask the question, how do I hear God for my needs? But this morning, ask the question, is God hearing me? So, what I mean by that, is He hearing me? Because otherwise, if, if my prayers are not going through to Him, then I can ask Every question in the world of how, how do I hear God, I'm not going to hear him. Because <laughs> he's not hearing me. Because there's a blockage, there's a hindrance. And I'm going to talk about things that hinder our prayers. And I felt like God wants to deal with it. I know many of us are on holiday in a way. But for us that are here and praying and fasting, if we don't deal with the hindrances, he doesn't hear us. And we can pray all we like, we're not going to hear him. <laughs> it's... It's very important. It's like there's more than five points, but I'm going to stick with five that are points that come up with everyone. And I'm pretty certain that on, on one of the five points, if not more, that each of us are going to have business with God today. Each of us are going to be able to respond in about 20 minutes and go, Lord, that thing struck me. I've been hindered by this. I've been hindered by that. I know that there's more for me. I know that I can hear you clearer because you're a good father who loves me, and you want to speak. So the reason I may be not hearing is that I need to deal with this thing in my heart today. And maybe it's doubt and unbelief. It's one of my points. Let me get to that. But just hold that, because it feels like it's something that he was drawing us in already in worship. Saying, if there's any, any doubt, we have to bring that to him, first of all, and deal with it, because it's a hindrance. And once that hindrance is dealt with in our heart, prayer, because what is prayer? Prayer is not just asking our Father because we've got a need. Prayer is conversation. Prayer is relationship. Part of it would be sometimes I've got a need, sometimes I'm praying for others, sometimes I'm praying what's on His heart and it's got nothing to do with me because I'm so connected with Him and what's on His heart. But ultimately, prayer is not just I have a need, please talk to me. I need an answer, tell me. We're conversating with a living God. We're conversating with a Father. What is what is conversation? What is conversation look like with a healthy parental figure. It's beautiful. You're just chatting with your dad or your mom, and it's conversational. And that's what he wants for us as well. So when he seems distant, you, don't want, you want to make sure that your prayers are not being hindered by anything. Okay, that's the point of the question. So how do we begin? We've got to sort out what's in our hearts and make sure. So five points in a few minutes. First one unforgiveness will hinder our prayers. There's many scriptures, you could probably all shout one out at me, right, of how unforgiveness hinders our prayers. But Jesus said this in Mark 11, 25. Sorry, Camilla, I had some scriptures and I didn't get them to you. You don't have to, you guys can follow in your Bibles and you can follow on your phone because there'll be five scriptures, one with each point. Okay, easy to follow, right? I'll even give you some time. Mark 11, verse 25. NIV is a good Bible. (laughs) Jesus said, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything in your heart against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Okay. And when you stand praying, so here, here are believers talking and praying and communicating with God. And Jesus said, in that moment, Sort out what you hold in your heart against someone. Offense. We get offended every day because we're not fully dead yet. We still have so much of ourselves in us, so much flesh 
that's dying. So we do get offended. Little things rock us. We have to deal with that in the day, in the moment, so that we can stand praying. Jesus said it. Don't come and pray. And because he said when you stand praying, doesn't mean that now you can sit and pray and get away with it. Okay. Because I, I could see the gymnastics. Well, if Jesus said, while you stand praying, if I've got anything in my heart, I can't actually pray. He's not going to hear my prayer. So I'll just start sitting down, hey? Just get away with it. I know Mark was thinking, well, I'm sitting. I can just do that then, hey? <laughs> okay, so this, okay, thanks, Camilla. The second one is, uh, is that this can hinder our prayer. Unconfessed sin. Any any area that we're missing the mark of God's glory and holiness that we do not bring in the light with Him, first of all, with brothers and sisters, with family, it will hinder our prayers. He won't hear us. Forget about, hey, am I hearing His voice? He's not even going to hear those prayers. It's a blockage. We had it in the prayer meeting. It's a blockage to our prayers, to our communication with Him. Psalm 66 verse 18. Thanks, Camilla. Psalm 66, 18 goes like this. Uh, the psalmist said, it wasn't David, if I had cherished, cherished sin in my heart, then the Lord would not have listened. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. So when he makes it clear that there's something in our heart that is offensive, or he makes it clear that we are being disobedient or willfully going on sinning. He is not going to hear us until we deal with that. <laughs> and that psalm applies to us. If we, if we have anything in our heart that we are cherishing, holding on to, aware of, know about, he's not going to listen. So if he's not listening, we're not going to get our needs to him. We're not going to get answers. It's going to be a very frustrating conversation. Second point, okay? Third one is... Uh, Pride or wrong motives? Now, I love this because I know one day part of the judgment is going to be, you know, as believers that know the Lord, He's going to sit with us and go or stand with us. Probably sit because it's going to be a long conversation. I know for me, everything I did is going to be weighed, the motive. It's not what, it's more the why. Like, what was your motive, Neil, Taryn, Mark, Liam? What was your motive for doing this, that, and the next thing? What, what was in your heart when you did that? For me, it's your motive. So I'm going to jump to a scripture on motive, to James, the practical book of James. Chapter 4, verse 3. James wrote, when you ask prayer, when you have a need, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. So here's, here are believers who would ask with wrong motives, which means we can get to that place as well. We are, we are not perfect yet. We're being made perfect. We can, we can ask with the wrong intentions. Many things we can ask for with the wrong intentions. Right? You ever been there? Definitely I've been there. <laughs> Maybe a couple of, sometimes when we pray, we're not being heard because we even pray aloud to be noticed. Many people like that in Scripture. We do that as well. I've done that before. Definitely. I've prayed, and I want to eat my words. I was, did I really need to share that, Lord? Or was that because there was a vibe, and I was enthusiastic, and it was amazing? Did I need to bring that? Or could I have just kept that to myself? Ever been there? And you think, oh, Lord, sometimes that motive is just, it's just fleshly. Like, 
I didn't, I didn't really need to. I was actually just doing like a mini preach in my prayer right now so everyone could see the doctrine that I'm, that I'm holding so close. And I want everyone to believe what I'm believing. So I say it loud in prayer. And, and God just goes, I see that. Like I see that motive. It's just, and, and or I see that pride. You know, pride, the point number three is pride or wrong motives. But they're kind of like in the same thing, right? He, he sees all that. If our, motiv- our motivation has to be purely to glorify Him. If there's anything in our motives to glorify me, it's going to be a hindrance to our prayer life. It's going to be a hindrance. He's not going to hear us. He's not going to hear us because He's perfect. And He's a holy God. And we mustn't forget. We mustn't forget who we're praying to. Even when we come together and we, t- and we pray on a Monday night, it's awesome. Most of us have given up food, and we're, like, we're in the spirit, and our, our flesh is weak. Our spirit is getting stronger, and it's awesome. In those moments, didn't you find how much more powerful your prayer life is? Because there's less of me, right? There's less of us in those prayers. <laughs> That's what makes the prayer, the conversation, so much more beautiful. And it's holier, and it's, it's more intense, right? Because we're getting ourselves out the way. Taryn loves fasting. We would fast uh, forever and a day. <laughs> she loves food. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Proverbs 16, 2. You don't have to jump to that, Kim. Proverbs 16, verse 2. Still on the third point of wrong motives and um, pride. Solomon wrote, All a person's ways seem pure to them, but the motives are weighed by the Lord. So even sometimes... We don't even know sometimes when our motives are off. <laughs> we need the Lord to weigh it. We need Him to hear us. And when we talk to Him and He speaks back to us, He shapes us. He begins to show us that our ways are not always pure. And when we respond properly to Him, when there's no pride, when there's humility in that place, then we begin to conversate. And that's true prayer. Okay? Remember Jeremiah and other places Jeremiah the prophet said, our human heart is what? Uh, deceitful above all else. The most deceitful thing in, in us is our, is our own heart. Can't be trusted. Whew, how hectic is that? It's very hectic. <laughs> Can't be trusted. So easily swayed. No matter how long we've been serving God, how old we are, in age, how ex- experienced we are in our walk with God, we still cannot trust our own heart. In fact, some of the men and women around us who we hold in high regard, who we've watched their lives, you know what the common denominator is? Is that as they've grown older, they've not grown so old and wise and mature that their hearts are sorted out now. But the older and wiser and grayer they've become, the more they've got around them, in terms of people, speaking in to make sure that the heart doesn't deceive them. So the wisdom is not I've arrived, it's I actually need more help, because I've realized as time has gone on, more and more, that I, I can't trust my heart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, there's, a, there's a deeper reliance as you mature. There's, a, there's more wisdom around the things of the heart as people mature in the Lord. So uh, the, f- the learning for us 
is to make sure that we get perspective around our heart. We make sure we get perspective around our motives. And the more perspective, the better. It's going to keep us pure. Okay. And our prayers will not be hindered. Okay, fourth out of five points is that our prayer life, our conversation with God, may be hindered by doubt or unbelief. That word that was hovering around during worship. Because Hebrews 11.6, chapter about faith, says what? Hebrews 11.6 says this, And it's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. That's Hebrews 11.6. So how do we find faith? Because we want faith to seek God properly. Well, we have to be in the Word of God. And the Word of God deals with doubt. His truth. If we're in His Word, doubt gets dealt with. If we're not in His Word, doubt grows. It's very simple. We believe Him because we're in Him. We're in His Word. And we're secured in His Word, okay? And our prayer life will be hindered if we're not in the Word because we're going to be wobbling on doubt. We're going to be wobbling on unbelief. Asking the question again, is God hearing our prayers? Not, not to ask, Lord, where's my answer? But is He hearing us? What is He wanting to deal with in our hearts? so that the hindrances are removed today. Maybe tomorrow we have to do business with him again. Guess what? He loves that. But don't go a day without doing business. Don't go a day without um, allowing him to massage into our hearts. We had a picture outside this morning of, of soft clay and uh, putty. Felt like the Lord's fingers were going into that clay, massaging and doing a deep work. And felt like that's what he wanted to do with our hearts. And um, so just, Lord, I want to pray for our hearts that they would be softened right now. That as you're speaking, I know you're speaking to me through these points as I'm laboring on them. It's just an intensity on these points because it's your truth. And I pray, Lord, that you'd make every single one of us soft. It's a small, intimate family gathering this morning. And I know, Lord, that you have business to do with every single one of us because we are your children. We are your boys and girls who've been born again, made into your image, filled with your Holy Spirit. And your intention is that we would mature and grow up to become just like you. And so I pray that you'd soften our hearts, that you'd speak clearly to us, that you may take each of our hearts and work health and life into us this morning. Thank you, Lord. And moving to the last point, that our, and I wanted to hover on this just for a little bit, longer, because I think this one, I don't know, it might seem, those other four might seem more obvious. I'm going to fly through them again. Unforgiveness can hinder our prayers. Unconfessed sin, willful disobedience to the Lord, pride and wrong motives, and dis disbelief and doubt. But the fifth one, our prayers can be hindered by family strife. Our prayers can be hindered by problems in our family. I was like, a little bit more practical. Maybe you didn't hear that all the time. But in first chapter, of, uh, sorry, third chapter of 1 Peter. So if you check in your Bibles, 1 Peter near the back, chapter 3, verse 7, 
This is uh, Peter writing to husbands, particularly in this verse. Husbands, in a similar way, live with your wives with understanding since they are weaker than you are. Honor your wives as those who, who share God's life-giving kindness so that nothing will interfere with your prayers. So that specific verse is about a husband like myself having an, a hindrance in my prayer life because of my relationship to Taryn. So can that apply to us, the rest of us? Well, it can because so much more in that chapter, he's dealing with different types of people. And you'll see in verse 8 through to 12, well, the very next verse, he goes, finally, all of you. So now he's not talking to wives or husbands. He's now talking to all of the believers. So everybody, okay? Be like-minded and sympathetic and love one another. Be compassionate and humble. Don't repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called, so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever, And then he goes and he quotes a psalm. Not sure which psalm, but he quotes a psalm from verse 10. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it, because the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So he's now, Peter's written a whole lot of indicators for all now, not of the husband who must treat his wife in a certain way, but for everybody to have God's attentive ears listening to them in conversation. So that he's, if he's hearing us, we need to see that there's a way for us to live. So here's the, here's the, interwoven way that our Lord works with us. We know that we need to pray for Him to help us with all these things. But we know that if we live a certain way, our prayer life changes. <laughs> you with me? So we need to pray. We need His power and presence dealing with our hearts. And we can call on Him. These hindrances, these five points, not to say, don't pray, we're a mess. I hope that you're feeling like me, that I'm, I'm pretty much messed without God. I'm pretty much at a hindrance, no matter which way I look at it. But then how do I find him? Well, I pray, and I bring my heart, and I start to pray. And he deals with me, and he deals with us. And then our prayer life shifts, and he hears us properly. And we can begin to talk to him about the things that we need and we're trusting him for. And we begin to conversate and hear him speaking. And life begins to erupt in our prayers. Okay? <laughs> So can we take care of some of these things in our hearts? Can we give them to Him? Can we allow Him to work? See, in 1 Peter 3, that pretty much that chapter, Peter's showing us that there is also a way for the church to live, the early church in that time, but applied to us. That if we, in a marriage covenant, if the husband loves his wife as he should, there will be no hindrance to my prayer. Meaning, I can pray all I like. If I'm not loving Taryn properly, ooh, hindrance. And I was convicted of this both weeks of fasting because I had a list at home. I was in the shower and Taryn said, Babes, I need to speak to you in that voice. And I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I was so chuffed because I said, I know, I know, I know already. And she said, what? And I said, I failed terribly in terms of doing things in the house that are important to you, 
and the list has grown, and I've, it's the worst I've ever been. I'm, I'm so, and she said, thanks, I'm, I'm glad the Lord spoke to you. I was like, I'm glad too. It was easier hearing from him than having Taryn go, thank you. I'm like, thanks, Lord, for your grace that I came out knowing. And, uh, and it's like, it might feel like a small thing, but it's a big thing in me leading my household, loving my wife, letting Reuben and Rebecca see Jesus. It's a big thing that if you say you're going to do things and you don't get to it, and by not doing it and actually letting things fall apart and not getting on top of admin and certain things, it's, it's not loving her properly. It's not just about bringing flowers and all those things. I fail there as well most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you to some friends that the Lord uses to bring Taryn flowers. And they remember that Neil's got a weakness here and he just supplies where I'm lacking. But I was, I, I was so convicted about a small thing. Like, I was like okay, okay, I, I don't have doubts. I'm excited about prayer. Lord, there's nothing, I don't have unforgiveness. Like, uh, what is the hindrance possibly for me on Monday night last week? Well, husbands, love your wives. Okay. Live with them with understanding. I've got to sit and understand why those things are so important. Why we have to get on top of things in the house as husband. Why we have to lead. Why we have to hear the burning pain inside of our wife's heart for things that need to be done. Things that are broken, that are not working. Things that need to be taken care of. Hello? Who was it that preached about taking the garbage out a few years ago? Dan. I remember being so convicted. But you know what the, you know what the first thing is like, oh, take the rubbish out so consistently. I got that one. I do. I'm good with the rubbish. <laughs> but then while I felt puffed up, I was, but, the, but I fell on that one and I fell on that one. So the rubbish example is just what Dan struggled with at that point. All the other things, you can go through the list. That can hinder my prayer life to my Father in heaven. Got to deal with it. And it's very practical, that one. Okay, so as a recap, come, let's stand. And maybe... We can't even really play music because the strings are down. But maybe Audrey could play some violin. Please, Sister Audrey. And, uh, yeah, let's just, come, let's just close our eyes. I'm going to pray for those five points just to be made alive in our hearts, okay? So, Father, as I recap those, Lord, and I thank you for showing us about this thing of prayer that you to not want anything to hinder the prayers of your saints going up to you. You want to hear us. You want to speak back to us. You want to give us the answers we so desperately crave. But more than solving our issues and more than giving us the answers, I know what a good father wants. He wants, you want our hearts. You want our love. You want our obedience. You want us close more than anything else, Lord. And, the, and anything that's hindering our prayers any of these points, or keeping us from being close and intimate with you. And I believe this is what's on your heart for us this morning, Lord. So as I run through those again, pride and wrong motives, unconfessed sin, family strife, unforgiveness, <laughs> holding offense, doubt, unbelief. Lord, would you speak into our hearts any of those points or all of them? 
80% of them. Whatever's going on in our hearts, I pray that you would touch it right now with your presence, and I pray that your Holy Spirit would do a work. And I ask this in Jesus' name, that you would begin to work in every heart this morning. What I'm going to ask you to do is not to come to the front. <laughs> we're, we're family here this morning. So I wanted to say that as you feel imprompting or pressing or speaking to you about an area, what I'm going to do is ask that you would just turn to the person next to you or behind you or in front of you and speak out what he's saying and pray with one another and let your heart be sorted out. We can go from this place and have no hindrance to our prayers. And we can storm heaven tomorrow, storm heaven tomorrow night, and keep seeking Him for our, our needs. Keep seeking Him for our city and our suburbs. Okay. So take time. Take time for Him to show you. And then as soon as you know, as soon as you've heard, just turn to somebody and speak. Pray for one another. Okay, don't leave without doing business with him. Amen? Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.